The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, Radio Land and TV Land at some point, I hope. And hey, TV Land, yeah. it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'd sing that song for you, but I'm not Mr. Rogers. I'm Mark the Shark with Bite of Reality at your noontime and anytime. Take it to heart. We do what we do for you. And they so, can uh, listen to it anytime they want to. They can go to our archives and pull up any of many Mark the Shark's Bite of Realities. And, you know, one of these days... I probably won't be around, but one of these days, maybe you can open up with something cheerful and, you know, delightful and deluxe and deliver and whatever all that used to be. But, you know, uh, probably after 2024, (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) you know, I thought when we took back to Congress, the Republicans, that they'd actually do something. But here we go again with the hearings. Well, but. And the bad news from Texas. The There's torna- bad news everywhere. The tornadoes hit Texas yesterday. Tornadoes in Texas, tornadoes in Louisiana. It's, you know, listen, that's what they call it, weather. You know, they whether huff and they not- puff, and they blew the house down. Yeah. I tell but- you what, I, I uh, the 1970 tornado that hit Lubbock, uh got me out of active duty and an early out as a matter of fact uh, from uh, Fort Ord, California and I went back and was you know, I went on orders back to uh, my National Guard unit that was had been activated uh, in 1970 after and the, the uh, amazing stories and things that tornadoes can do is, is just pass the pale and uh, my my father's warehouses were destroyed and uh, it's, it brings back old memories not so good not so good memories well hopefully Texas and Louisiana they know how to deal with these things they're good at that but sometime or another maybe we could stop spending billions of dollars elsewhere and develop some stuff that is tornado and hurricane proof. But I know, my alma mater, Texas Tech, uh, has a tornado laboratory, uh, and they're continually working on ideas and uh, ways to uh, better protect yourself. Well, that's interesting. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to start up the show, get into the meat, and do the favorite. Da, 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 da. It's an, I'm, next week. I'm going to have a an intro. I'm going to have a musical intro next week if I have to do it myself. Ah, we'll so. we'll do it. We'll get on your buddy Brett to uh, knock something out. I'm telling you. So without further ado, let's commence rhyme time. You think I'm joking, I said with a grin. But trust me, my friend, I'm not pulling your shin. I speak the truth, every word I say. So listen up closely, don't walk away. I may be playful, but don't be misled. My jokes are all in good fun. That's what I've said. So when I tease and make you laugh and smile, just know that my humor is all worth the while. You think I'm joking, you may say in doubt. But take my word for it. There's no need to pout. I'll keep you amused with my witty quips, and we'll laugh together with joy on our lips. Conspiracy theories are real, some may say. They thrive in the shadows, never to see the light of day. They spread like wildfire, fueled by fear and doubt. Talking root, or taking root in our minds. They're hard to live without. Some say they're crazy, others believe it's true. It's hard to tell what facts and what's simply a clue. Lately, these theories have been coming true, despite what they've said. What the media lied about turns out to be true instead. But no matter what you think, it's important to be aware 
to think critically and ask questions and to show that you care. So don't dismiss them outright, nor blindly accept what you hear. Take the time to research and learn and let the truth become clear. Crime is still out of control, it seems, in the streets and alleys, in our wildest dreams. We take to keep the peace, to enforce the law, but still some choose to break it, leaving us in awe. Robberies, assaults, and murders, oh my, it's enough to make even the bravest cry. But have we given up, and have we backed down? We have to keep fighting until we run the criminals and the bad politicians out of time. We need to work together to stand as one, to make our neighborhood safer for everyone. So let's take action, let's make a stand, to take back our streets, to protect our land. Crime may be out of control, but we won't be afraid, for justice will prevail, I hope. We won't let the concept fade. I feel so dazed and confused, like I'm lost in a dream. Nothing makes sense, nothing is quite what it seems. My mind is spinning. My thoughts in a haze. I'm stumbling through life in a perpetual daze. I'm trying to focus to find my way, but the world keeps changing day by day. I'm searching for answers, for a way to break free from this endless cycle of political uncertainty. But maybe it's okay to be a little dazed and confused, to take a step back and just let life play out and be amused. Should we embrace the unknown and let it guide our way? To find our true political purpose and leave it every day. So let's not try to be afraid of feeling quite a bit lost. For in the midst of chaos, we may find what we've always sought. Voting for bad choices is something we all fear. When we choose leaders who don't have our best interest near. They promise us the world, but deliver only pain. Leaving us with great regrets and simply nothing to gain. We see it time and time again in politics and beyond. We put our faith in someone who isn't truly fond of making a difference, of working for the common good, and instead only caring about their financial livelihood. But we can learn from our mistakes, I hope, and make a change by holding our political leaders accountable and making them perhaps rearrange their priorities to align with our own so that our communities and nation won't be blown. As places of progress, of prosperity and hope, where we all have a chance and the freedom to cope. So let's not vote for bad choices. Let's choose wisely instead for the sake of our future and the future we might have ahead. Tensions in the world are rising high like a storm cloud brewing in the sky. We see it in the news, we feel it in our bones, and a sense of unease that hits us like stones. It seems like there's always something to fight, a difference of opinion, a clash of might. But perhaps it may be a time for someone to find common ground, to look for solutions and let cooperation be found, to bridge the divides and build a brighter path, to leave behind the strife and embrace a new aftermath. It won't be easy, and there will be bumps along the way. But be patient and persistent. We can make it through each day. So let's try to work together to ease the tensions in the world, to create a future that's hopeful before we blow each other up and into space we will be hurled. Defective government, it's a sad reality. Those who are in charge fail to serve with sincerity. Promises made but never kept leaving citizens frustrated and feeling inept. Leaders who bicker and refuse to agree, while the people they represent are left to plea. For change, for progress, for a brighter future tomorrow. But instead, they're met with corruption and the resulting sorrow. It's time to hold our government accountable, to demand that they serve us and be responsible for the trust that we place in them to lead us with grace to create a better future and not just save face. We need leaders who are honest, who act with integrity, who work for the common good with genuine sincerity. So let's not accept a defective government any longer. Let's stand up for our rights and make our voices stronger. National divorce, a phrase that gives us pause. 
to think about a country divided in its cause. When we can't seem to find common ground and our differences of opinion only serve to confound. It's easy to feel that a separation is best to give each side a chance to put their views to the test. But what would this mean for our nation as a whole to be split in two with two separate goals? Would we lose our sense of unity and shared identity? Or could it be a way to find peace and a newfound serenity? It's a complex issue with no easy answers in sight. But one thing is certain. We must continue the fight. For a future should we continue that's united, where our differences don't divide, and where we can find things to work together on with openness and pride. So should we not give up on our nation and find a way to heal? to make our country stronger and a brighter future to reveal. The drums of war they beat so loud and drowned out reason in this crowd. But let us not forget the cost of battles fought and loved ones lost. For war is not the answer, no. It only brings more pain and woe. There's too much hatred in this world and too much pain that's left unfurled. Should we seek peace with all our might and work to end this endless fight. For they say only love can conquer hate, and only then can we move on, and can we create. A world that's safer could be full of hope, where people live and learn, and dangers that they cope. So let us try to stand together now, and to maybe try to end this deadly vow. For war is not the answer true. It only brings more pain to me and you. Let's choose a different path instead, and heal this world with logical reason instead. Growing old is a part of life, but when it comes with a certain strife, memories fade and thoughts grow dim, and we may find ourselves in a personal spin. The world around us changes fast, and we may struggle to keep up with it at last. Our minds may wander and lose their way, and we may forget what we really meant to say. But being senile does not define us. The worth of one's life or the things that shine. For deep down inside we all remain, the same loving souls with the same refrain. But it's now clear senility has no place leading a nation. It's time to think that we need a different person, not so close to cremation. So let us cherish those let us cherish those who age and not put them in office, so to unleash a world of rage. For the world that needs a stronger leader who knows where they are and not someone who cannot figure things out and stores classified documents next to their car. But show them love with each passing stage. Get a stronger leader to contain the world rage. For though their minds may start to stray, their hearts still beat the same old way. And let us honor the memories of those in the past and the historic moments that will always last. For though we may grow old and frail, our love and our memories in our mind will always sail. I reach out my hand to shake, but no one was there to partake. I felt a chill run down my spine as I realized I was alone this time. I shook my hand in the empty air, feeling a bit foolish standing there. But then I remembered something wise. A glimmer of hope lit up my eyes. I am the President of the United States. I have staff to remember all those silly little names and dates. Doesn't matter if I can't recall. It's my playing field, and the media will pick up the ball. They will cover my butt and keep things hidden from view. They are all laughing now, since they found my library books from Congress that are still overdue. The DOJ gave me a heads up, for the search team was about to come. Thank goodness I have several homes I own, so I moved them before, and now things are all plum. For sometimes we need to reach out and shake hands with the unknown about. I trust in my friends in government, and there's more out there. And believe me, someone will tell me, and then I remember to care. So let us not be afraid to extend our hands to those who may be a friend. For though it may seem like the air... I have my friends in government and media and support that will always be there. In this digital age, we find that we're all connected and intertwined. 
Zoom meetings have become the norm as we communicate through the platform. But sometimes it can be hard to tell who's really doing well. Are we the ones in control? Or is it the technology that's on a roll? Are we the ones who hold the reins? Or are we just pawns in the game? Who is Zooming who, we may ask, and as we navigate this new task. But in the end, it's up to us to determine who we trust. We must stay focused and stay true and keep our eyes on what's in view. For though the technology may guide, it's up to us to choose our side. So let us not be fooled by the screen and remember who we are and what we mean. There once was a woman named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who had a habit that caused much distress. (laughs) She'd yell, she'd shout without any doubt. Her voice was so loud, it made others just pout. From morning till night, she'd make such a fuss. Her neighbors would groan and plead, Stop! Enough! Enough! But Alexandra didn't listen. She just kept on screaming, her voice echoing far like a siren's wild dreaming. Despite all the complaints, she continued to yell till one day she realized she was alone in her own hell. For no one could stand her nor to to be near her for long. And so the voters of Alexandra learned that out of Congress is where she really belonged. Biden's bad decisions at a toxic spill led to consequences that in Ohio made us all ill. Chemicals leaked into the ground and spread far and wide without a sound. The government knew it was dangerous. They knew it was wrong. But they ignored the warnings, and the rest went along. With their short-term goals and their own selfish needs, they ignored the risk and the peoples of Ohio's pleas. The spill grew worse day by day, the effects of poor government decisions on full display. The air grew thick with toxic fumes, and the water turned black like an oil slick gloom. The damage was done, and now we couldn't deny the harm they caused made us here want to cry. We realized too late the price we had paid for the bad decisions the government had made. But there's still hope. Here comes an election if we learn from our mistake and take responsibility for the choices that we, when we vote, that we make. Let's make better decisions and be more aware of the impact we can have on our nation and its care. Let's clean up the mess and make things right. Let's protect this nation with all our might. Let's ensure that future generations can live in this nation free from bad decisions and toxic spills, at least for some duration. Russia's still on the move. It seems Putin won't wait for America's tanks to arrive there. Joe says, hey, be there in a year. We'll make it a date. China now on the verge of entering the fray. Will Ukraine make it if we don't step it up and stop that now without any delay? Here's some advice. Do what Trump would do and make it right. Let China know now they should not enter this fight. But what consequences we dole out to China? Is this the end? When we can't keep our lights on, if some foreign country decides no oil to us, they will send. We have become more vulnerable since Biden came on board. China and Russia, they have two, and America hasn't even scored. So as we end rhyme time, we have to close out this week. We had hoped last week things would get better. Maybe tell the DOJ, and the answers to our problems will leak. But it seems this nation is still going downhill. Maybe wake up the guy in charge and hope his sippy cup won't spill. It's time to take to get going to the main part of the show. You know it. We throw it back to the shark. He lives in reality. That's the reality you want to know. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, little rhyme time was a little uh, longer this week. There was so much to cover. So much. Well, there was one thing that I was surprised that you really didn't beat on, uh, Mark. And that is that there was good news, and the system does work. It worked in your favorite city, 
the Windy City, Chicago. <laughs> and we what happened in later. Chicago? <laughs> well, we might as well jump to that now since you brought it up. Oh, sorry. So, here we go. Let's get there. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. So, in a field of 19 Democrats, zero Republicans, I believe, uh, she lost her job on Tuesday. Incredible. She is the first one-time mayor in 40 years in Chicago. That's right. Give her a big hand. Big round of applause. You know, and I looked up the statistics, and I could not believe what she was saying. So in her, um, what I might call the concession speech, what others might call the whining baby speech, let's see, she said that she came to Chicago and left Chicago in a better way. That she left Chicago in a better way. Hmm. So let me give you some statistics here. And I guess Lori Lightfoot doesn't have access to these confidential statistics from the Chicago Police Department. She probably can't figure it out. You know, in between her doing her movie appearances and her songs and her dancing in the streets. Well, here's a little tidbit for Lori Lightfoot, the mayor who thinks she made Chicago better. Not that anyone who comes from there thinks that other than her, but that's okay. Here's the statistics. Chicago Police Department, yearly comparison, 2019, 500 homicides, 2020, 776, 2021, 804, 2022, 695. So if you want to compare, so she technically reduced the 2021 homicides of 804 in Chicago down to a mere 695 in 2022. So this is kind of reminiscent of when Joe Biden says, I've reduced gas prices. So they went from $1.99 before he was here to $5, and now they're back at three seventy-five, almost 4 but he reduced them from $5. So technically, you know, if you want to look at it on a, uh, you know, look at the frame, not the picture, he reduced it, and she reduced it, but not from what it was before they got there, which is kind of what the the inference was that she wanted you to draw. But unfortunately, you know, facts really screw up a good story for the Democrats. You know, it's not about the blue and the red. It's about reality. That's where we live here. You know, but I'm positive. I bet this. Mark this down. Write this down on your little notes from Bite of Reality that she is the perfect person to get a job in the Biden administration. She's a black woman. She's a lesbian black woman. She has a horrendous record. She blames everything that happens to her on being a black lesbian female. And she believes that what she does is better when it's worse. She's the perfect incompetent person to put her, put her right in there with Pete Buttigieg. I'm doing a great job as a Secretary of State. It seems that everybody in this administration has zero experience. And everything they fail at is someone else's fault. Like, I, I love the fact when Pete Buttigieg said, Trump did away with the regulations, and that's why this toxic spill in Palestine, Ohio, happened. Well, let me just bring him to a state of reality, because that's what we do here. We hold you accountable. He's wrong. He's 100% wrong. Because nothing that Trump did would have stopped this. This was negligence. And by the way, if you're the Secretary of Transportation, you should know how the accident occurred before you blubber your mouth. You know, open your mouth and, you know, hot air. Better be careful, Pete. Because they may shoot you down if you look too much like a balloon. So, I, somebody sent me a picture, and I don't recall if I mentioned this last week or not, but the Goodyear blimp, when it was over the Daytona 500 race, had on their little screen that they have the lights, it said, Don't shoot. <laughs> I thought originally that that was just like a meme or something, but that actually occurred in reality. So, a little bit of the, the good stuff this week. We had some Merrick Garland. You know, we haven't had 
Garland since Christmas, but now we're bringing Garland back. So he's testifying currently before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And if you want to see something funny, better than a lot of the movies they're putting out, watch his testimony. It's probably available on, you know, NPR or YouTube. YouTube has everything. So the other night, this was just great. This was just great. They put up questions to him. So there have been zero or one or two prosecutions for churches and anti-abortion facilities that have been attacked, firebombed, vandalized. And obviously everyone knows about January 6th. They were like the, you know, the coup attempt. A bunch of idiots walking around in the Capitol who broke the law, but they think that they were taking over the government. Just think about that premise. A bunch of idiots, unarmed, trying to take over the government, and that's what they're being held for. So, But I digress. Let me go back. So his answer to why there have been no prosecutions, and I kid you not, was because these crimes occurred at night. Yes, this is what he said. I can't even imagine that he said something. This was a serious answer that he gave because they occurred at night. And a hearing before the Senate, that's your answer for why there have been no arrests. I mean, you knew this question was coming. This was no surprise here. So I think that maybe, ah, someone's calling you. I think maybe what they should do is take some of the $113 billion that we gave to Ukraine, plus another $1.2 that Yellen flew over there and gave. And then I understand we just gave another $400 million. For ammunition, because they're running out of ammunition. Well, take some of that money and buy some flashlights for the FBI and the marshals. Because obviously, Garland believes that they can't see at night. So that would be my suggestion. Take take the shark's suggestion and take it to the bank. Go get some money and go get some flashlights for our law enforcement. Because God knows they need help. They need help. Because... We don't respect them, and they certainly need help. So next we have Garland. (laughs) Now he testifies about Mexico. This was great. I'm sorry for laughing, but it is funny. He testifies that Mexico has been a great help in stopping the fentanyl crisis. Now maybe it's just that Merrick Garland doesn't understand the fentanyl crisis. I mean, listen, he's only in charge of the DOJ, you know, he's only the attorney general. He's only in charge of the premier law enforcement bureaus in the United States. So why would he know what's going on? Well, let me bring him up to speed. Over 100,000 deaths and counting of Americans due to fentanyl death, fentanyl overdoses. Yes, it takes less than two micrograms, as I found out yesterday, to kill someone. So you could basically kill 10 20 million people with a backpack full of fentanyl. And do you think our border is secure? Oh, wait, what was the term? Mayorkas said operationally secure. That's right. That just means that we've given up. That's the new word. They, they define that word again. So Garland believes that Mexico is greatly helping us. Well, if this is Mexico helping us, as one of the senators said... I would hate to see them if they're not helping. You know, we've had a million people invading this country since January at our border. Yeah, there's a border there. There really is. I know a lot of people don't think there should be, but you don't have a border. There is no country. There is nothing. So I really wondered always what exactly, why we're letting a million people every three months into this country. And I've now figured it out. And we look further. We look further to where? Hey, Washington, D.C. You know the old statement, crazy is as crazy does. And now the complete idiots in charge there have just allowed, get this, okay, pay attention, non-citizens and foreign nationals to vote in U.S. elections in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So, now you no longer need to be a citizen in Washington, D.C. to vote in their elections. 
they have finally lost their collective minds. They are no longer in this country. You don't have to be in this country. You can just come here, be here 30 days, and do what you want to do. And you get to vote in the elections. Isn't that great? I think this is fabulous. I think all the conservatives, I think we should take a million conservatives, maybe 10 million conservatives. Everybody go to Washington, set up tents, because it's okay to live on the street in Washington. We're going to set up tents there 30 days before the election and then vote all of these morons out. So what's the point? Why do you let everybody in at the border? Well, there you go. Because now non-citizens, foreign nationals can vote in our U.S. elections. They've lost it completely. And here's the real kicker. Here's the funny thing about it. We're going to bring you right back with a, with a blurb on Chucky Schumer. Stand by. Don't miss it. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we told you we are going to deal you a little tidbit, deal you a little tidbit about Chucky Schumer. So Chuck Schumer, as we now know, unfortunately, is in charge of the Senate. He's the Senate Majority Leader. So... The Senate could have stopped this idiocy in Washington, D.C., about not being a citizen, being able to vote. But Chuck Schumer, the Chuckster, let the Senate not get involved. He did. Not, he missed the deadline to get involved, okay? Now, you're going to tell me that was not on purpose? Oh, gee, I missed the deadline. I guess we can't intervene. So this is absurd, America. This is absolutely absurd. You've lost control to the lefty loons, the people in this country who want to destroy this country. So now, why become a citizen? What's the advantage of becoming a citizen? Why? Because then you got to pay taxes? Well, why is that an advantage? I don't understand. If I come here as an illegal alien, no citizenship, I get free housing, free food, I get a cell phone, and I don't know, are they giving out cars yet? They may. They may be doing that soon. They may seem that is a, a necessary. Don't uh, forget the expensive one, medical. Ah, they get free medical care as soon as they step on the planet, as soon as they step on America. So now that's, that's true, and it's putting a lot of hospitals in serious financial jeopardy. But they're overrunning the society. They're overrunning the society. And it's all by design. We've lost our ability to govern ourselves. And once you've done that, there's no reason to become a U.S. citizen. Because now they have every right and they can do everything that they want other than pay taxes. They don't have to pay taxes. Why should they pay taxes? They'll work under the table, right? Why be a citizen? So mark my words. You, you know, I kept wondering what was the end game here. So why to bring in all these people, all these illegal aliens, the invaders who are taking over the country. And you know what? They're legitimate asylum seekers. But when I hear numbers like 96% of the people who make asylum claims get denied by a hearing officer, that's a problem for me. That says to me that we're lying to ourselves. Or actually, they're lying to us. You know, when you don't trust your government, what happens? That's the key. When when we don't trust our government anymore, everything's gone astray. So the Democratic-controlled media, though, they're not going to report about this. 
They're not going to tell you about it. To them, that's perfectly fine. No problem. Because most of the people who work for, like, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and outlets like that, the lefty liberal outlets, they all believe that America should have open borders. And I speak to some of my liberal friends, and they say, well, everybody deserves to come here. But what they don't understand is the financial impact, the societal drain, the housing impact, you know, and but they don't see that. I don't know why. Yes. One thing that, again, that uh, I just like to throw in, and that's the effects that it has and has had and is shown on our educational system. It's it's past a disaster as far as public education goes. It's a mess. And you can't you can't expect our teachers to be <laughs> not bilingual but multilingual, you know, twenty five different derelicts or whatever, you know, dialects. Well, yeah, and, uh, first of all, we don't pay our teachers enough. That's the that's the first problem. We don't pay our teachers enough. And when you don't pay somebody in a profession, you're not gonna get the best and the brightest. You know, teachers used to make a good living. They had solid commitment, and they were community-based. Now, who's going into teaching? There are there are actually states in this country where I understand that you do not need a degree in education to be a teacher. Well, that's pretty amazing to me in this day and age. You know, you can have – you get a job as a diversity, equity, and inclusion manager. You're making $200,000 a year. You don't know what you're doing. But, hey, that sounds great. But as a teacher, you're making $40,000 a year. How can you make a living? And then they got to go take a second job. And you want to know why they're not chipper in the morning? Because they're working their second eight-hour job. You know, we've got, really got to refocus this country. And I don't think our leaders, who we currently have in there, understand that. But if you look at what the Democratic Party is pushing, if you have idiots for constituency you could tell them anything you want when the media backs you and they take their cues from the media they don't half the people in this country don't understand the media hasn't told them the truth since they told them the time when they told them what time it is that was about the truth and that was the only thing that was said the truth so then i have this other thing where you know they have the the china select committee which you know, all of the Democrats were yelling about that it's racist, it's xenophobic, it's every every ism and every phobic. So now they had some of the Biden administration's top aides come in. And they were asked, and a number of them were asked, what was the most pressing fear and the pressing concern in America today? And I got to tell you, the response I heard literally floored me. I, I had to push the television and rewind it. I said, maybe I misheard the question. Maybe it wasn't the question about the most pressing, important issue for America today. Or the most pressing fear in America today. And this was the China Select Committee, by the way. And these people answered. Their first answer was climate change. As opposed to the war that's about to commence. I can't hear you, though. You can hear me? Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and go. <laughs> All right. So the Biden administration found us again. I don't know how, but they did. So basically where I was is this China issue that was climate change was their first issue, and that just is baffling to me. And I, I do apologize for the dead air. Somehow or another, our system got cut off. I'm sure it was a Democratic conspiracy theory. You know how I feel about conspiracy theories. But in the long run here, what we had is their first priority in this country with respect to China is climate change. And when you have something like that, it's baffling to me. I really don't think that China about to walk into Taiwan should be second on the list and I really also don't think that China, about to provide weapons through Belarus to Russia, should be somewhere down their list. It makes no sense to me. What I see from this is a total lack of reality check with the administration. 
And when a government is out of touch with the reality that the rest of us live in, it's a problem. It's a real problem. Now think about it. China is actually technically contemplating right now in front of our faces that they want to give weapons of mass destruction and whatever else they want to give to Belarus. So guess what? Belarus is just going to pass it right back on to Russia. So what do they think? It's going to insulate them? So what do you think Sleepy Joe is doing right now? This is a full-blown out third world war. You know, listen, not for nothing, but I've said this in the past, if anybody wants to recognize it or not yet, but World War Three is already in full swing. The players just haven't taken the field yet, but it's already going. And it's apparently getting much worse. It's going to get much, much worse because of an incompetent administration in the United States. How do you go and tell Russia, and I've talked about it previously, that we're going to send tanks, our Abrams tanks, to Russia? We're going to fight Russia with our Abrams tanks. They're going to Ukraine. Excuse me. We should send them to Russia. We'd save time. But we're going to send them to Ukraine. Okay, that's great. Oh, but by the way, they won't be there for a year. You think if China says they're going to give weapons to Russia, that those weapons won't be there within weeks? It probably within days. This is just the incompetency of this administration. And what baffles me is we still have the people who are running the military who were the same people who did Afghanistan, who destroyed Afghanistan. But, you know, I don't want to kill the idea, but you know what? I'm, I'm hoping a little bit more from this administration. They better step up because obviously Biden thought... The Russians were going for ice cream when they lined up, you know, 250,000 troops outside of Ukraine, and nothing was done, nothing was said. And, by the way, Russia just marched into Ukraine and pretty much destroyed the country right now. Somewhere in the, the realm of about $360 billion It's what it's going to cost to rebuild it. And I'm betting we're going to be ponying up the majority of that money for some reason. You know, we're always the leader in donations to the world, even though it's not our continent, but, hey, I'm just baffling. I'm, I'm just baffled by this particular administration in, in all regards. But I wanted to move on because we're short on time a little bit here. Is we had the <laughs> Federation of Teachers head, Randy Warngarten, have a meltdown at the Supreme Court. The head of the teachers union, largest union for teachers, is exactly why people hate her and hate the teachers unions and hate government. They hate these unions, and they can't understand the lack of civility that she demonstrates. This is a person who allegedly is going to take on the government and make teaching better. Well, okay, what is she doing at the Supreme Court? Our schools are failing. Why isn't she in Baltimore? Why isn't she in Detroit? Why isn't she in Chicago, where none of the students are proficient in math, science, reading? None of them. Why, what are we doing? But she's busy wondering why, you know, billions of dollars, I, now I heard upwards of almost a trillion or close to it, is going to be student loan debt. You know, and the guy who asked Elizabeth Warren, I saw that clip, he said, so all of us who skimped, saved, you know, driving around 2007-year-old cars, and we put our money towards our kids, and we did the right thing, and all the other people who went out, bought new cars, bought a house, went on vacations... And took out tons of loans. Now their loans will be forgiven. Well, why aren't I getting money back then? Why don't I get money? Well, you know what? I did the right thing. I put my kids through college. But why am I not getting money back then? Well, if everybody else is going to get their loans forgiven, you know, why don't I get my money back? Well, she didn't have an answer to that. And the guy told her, he said, well, then I guess we're getting screwed. She goes... No one's getting screwed. Really? This is how liberals think. They see there's little blinders on their brains, and their blinders just go forward in one direction, and they can't see anything else. You want, you know, I saw Randy Weingarten get off the cuff upset and yelling and screaming. You want to yell and scream about something? Tell me why Baltimore, Detroit, and Chicago schools are failing. All the big blue cities have below standard testing grades. But that she doesn't get upset about. You know, she's more upset about because take away the standardized test because they make students feel bad or exposes the disaster 
that's what it is. They want to take away standardized testing because not that it makes students feel bad. Because let me tell you something. Whether you lose or you win in real life, you're going to feel bad when you lose. Okay? You're going, that's a, just a natural reality. And you know, here we go again, reshaping reality for these little coddled kids. Well, guess what? There's a microaggression, tough noogies. Go back to work the next day. And go back to work when you're supposed to. Otherwise, you don't have a job. So now, what these standardized tests do and why they want to do away with them so badly is because it actually exposes the, the disaster. Yeah, that word, disaster, that our public schools are currently. And I'm not saying all of them are public school disasters, but you know who you are. You know where you are. And when they came out and they said, you know, in, in Baltimore and Detroit, well, we're in line with the rest of the urban areas. Well, okay, that was great. And I said it last week. I said, so the answer from the administration and the teachers is, well, the other schools suck too. That's a great concept. So you want to be at the bottom with the rest of the schools. Bottom line is that people need to understand, in order to have a productive society and a society that is economically viable, you need to have intelligent people. You really do. If you have idiots and imbeciles who depend on government, you have nothing. You have nothing left in this country to save. The problem is that the knuckleheads in this country, like Randy Weingarten and the American Teacher Federation of Teachers president, simply doesn't understand. And by the way, Ms. Ran, Randy Weingarten, the Congress controls the purse strings and not the president. So the Congress gave all that aid away during the pandemic. And why? Because we listened to the imbeciles and the idiots who had no idea what they were talking about and shut everything down. That's why. That's why we had to give out trillions of dollars. And the way they gave it out was absurd. They sent checks to foreign countries. Are you kidding me? They have no idea who they sent money to. And every one of the little criminal idiots who did it, they'll never get that money back. They're kidding me. So I, I have also a beef to pick up with some of the colleges, actually most of the colleges these days, and free speech on college campuses. This has to change people. This really does. And I, and I hate to say it, but the conservative caucus and the conservative students on campus need to push back and get as stupid and as rowdy and as imbecilic as the liberal liberal left people because here's the problem we are letting them get away with it they stop conservative speakers from coming to the college campuses by threatening to riot or actually shutting down the speeches well you know what how many conservative rioters have you seen that have gone onto college campuses and shut down liberal speech well, I'll tell you what the number is. Let me give that to you straight away. Zero. Okay? Because conservatives respect the law. They do not do these stupid things like that. They don't do that at all. And here's the bottom line. If your colleges don't teach your students properly that conservatives and liberals have a voice at the table, then you're going left. You're going to go left until the country's destroyed and done. And that's a real serious problem. But... You know, we, we, it's every week we do the same thing. Every week we hop on these facts and nobody's listening. The people in charge, the Republican Party is currently in charge. Stop with the hearings and start doing something. What do you need to do? You know what the problem is. You want to have hearings? You want to expose it? It's been exposed. You know what it is. This diversity, equity, inclusion problem, it needs to go. It's a problem. You cannot start everybody, and again, equity is something that's unfair. Equity is something that doesn't make any sense to the normal person. And the problem is equity means that everybody comes to the end at the same point, and you can't do that. That's not realistic. If you take everybody and slow them down, they all get there at the same time, that's dumb. Don't you want your best and your brightest to be ahead? That's not what we're doing. We're cutting out AP classes because it makes the dumb kids feel bad. Well... Let me tell you something. The dumb educators in this country better wake up before they find out that this country is gone. You know, here's another little uh, tidbit. I'll give you some updates on the Alec Murdoch trial. I didn't speak a lot about that because six weeks of uh, trial, three weeks of actual testimony going on there before Judge Clifton Newman. And Alec Murdoch actually took the stand as a defendant. And we all know 
and in the profession that when you do something like that, when you put your defendant on the stand, that's the Hail Mary pass of the uh, of the game. And the Hail Mary pass obviously went sideways. You know, he was convicted. He was actually sentenced this morning before Judge Clifton Newman for two consecutive life sentences in Waterboro, South, Waterboro, South Carolina, in Colleton County. Now, that's not concurrent life sentences, so... It's consecutive, so one one you know one life runs out, you don't get another life. So he's going to not breathe free air ever again. And I got to tell you, there was a lot of stuff that came in in this trial that it was the decision to let in the financial crimes, and I had a problem with that. I really did, and I think that that basically may have swayed the jury. But I understand why he let it in because they wanted to go there for potential motive as to why the crime, but. There's a lot of things on a circumstantial case that sometimes don't make sense. How an attorney whose family was in this community for over a hundred years and we're basically stellar, you know, family all of a sudden goes bonkers. But, you know, you will never find the true depraved heart of somebody who is a consecutive liar or, a, you know, a serial liar, however you want to put it. But I'm going to jump on because we got cut off there. The lab leak. Ah, the journalistic leaking of brain matter. No, no, not that. Suddenly, the FBI and the United States Department of Energy, which is interesting, decided that the leak theory from the Wuhan lab may be the cause of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, gee, where did I hear that before? Oh, yeah, those were all the things. My ears are bleeding from all the truth being heard. It's basically boiled my brain like soup at this point in time. You know, in keeping with the rest of the world, you think we're going to get an apology? Nah. From the media? No. From the Democrats? No. Are we going to get anything from Facebook or Twitter or any of the other media like Google who censored all of that? No. No. Why not? Because once again, the media understands control. Control and biases. Control and biases is what controls people. And if you control the people, you control everything. That's what they do in Russia. That's what they do in North Korea. That's what they do in Cuba. The media is controlled by the government. And we're getting to that point in the United States. So I'm going to wrap it up this week. We'll try to pick it up next week with Palestine, Ohio. Follow up with that. And what are my AI concerns and biases? Elon Musk must save us. So thank you for listening to Bite of Reality. And have a fantastic week. Mark the Shark, signing off. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.